Hello, and welcome to today's Employer Advisory Podcast, How to Improve Employee Morale Amidst Uncertainty. My name is Gail Fattrell-Jones, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Stacy Motley. To say employees are working under unique circumstances in the past year would be considered an understatement by most people. We are dealing with an intersection of stressors between the ongoing global pandemic, the impact of the resulting economic downturn, political divisions continuing post-election, and social unrest. Add in the recent holiday season, and it may seem like a plunge in employee morale is inevitable. But is it? The short answer is, it doesn't have to be. Managing morale in the face of crisis can be challenging, but today we'll cover six opportunities leaders can focus on during this exceptionally difficult time. All right, let's dive in. So Stacy, thank you for joining me today. You mentioned that there are six areas of focus that offer opportunities for leaders. I'd love to hear more about what these are and how you might break them down for our listeners. But first, I'd like to ask, what's the connection between employee morale and employee engagement? Thank you, Gail. That's a great question. So employee morale and employee engagement are strongly correlated, but they have their differences. So employee morale is more about the employee and how they feel. How do they feel about the company that they work for? How do they feel about the work that they're doing? How do they feel about the people they're working with? Employee engagement, on the other hand, is really more about how connected they feel to the company, to their team, um, to what they do in general. Well, so when I hear you say that and I think about employee morale and how I'm feeling, right, and I think about connectedness, I think about, you know, what's important for people to be doing right now? Honestly, right now, especially talking about connection, the most important thing they can be doing is talking to each other. One thing I've noticed is that employers don't necessarily make enough time for conversation. Yes, we're there to do work, but really importantly, to get work done and to get it done at at the highest level possible, you do have to feel engaged and connected to what you're doing. And to do that, you have to feel like you can trust your leaders, like you can trust your team members. The only way to do that is to have a conversation, get to know each other. Who are you? Who do I work with? What makes them tick? What makes them smile? Conversation starts creating connection, right? Absolutely. And connection, as you said, is key to engagement. So it, it kind of makes sense. So I recently read an interesting article about how employee engagement remained high during the beginning of the pandemic. And, and then it dropped dramatically in June and never fully recovered. How might that relate to our discussion today? Well, When you think about last year, you have to think about the timeline of events. So the pandemic started around March, or at least that's when things start to shut down. And so because of that, because of the newness to everyone, because of the impact on everyone, because it was global, not just local, employers were over-communicating. They were reaching out to their employees. They were making sure that they felt okay, that they felt like they understood what to do, what 
you know, what everything, they understood what was happening around them, basically. And employee, employees do appreciate that. It does make them feel better during times of stress when they get more communication, not less. Um, but when you think about June, that's when the George Floyd murder occurred. And then following that, there were more, um, there was an uptick in coronavirus deaths in, ter- in terms of um, positivity as well. There, was, there were also things like distance learning, the election, um, lots of political division based on the election, all of these competing crises. And what happened was that they were getting layered on top of each other. Mm-hmm. One thing after another, nothing being removed. So employees were getting crushed under the weight of all that was occurring in 2020. And so because of that, employee morale inevitably plummeted. Yeah, it's my sense that people got buried, right? Like, okay, the pandemic, then the next thing, then the next thing, then, oh, now I'm teaching my kids at home. Oh, and I'm working too, and this and that. What, What did you hear from your clients? What I heard from my clients was that they were struggling. They were struggling. Their employees were struggling. The isolation was getting to people, the forced working from home when that might not have been their choice. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that a lot more employers weren't offering remote working and some were, but the people who were weren't necessarily getting taken up on that. So not everybody wants to work from home. Um, they're also dealing with a lot of death, unfortunately, a lot of illness, a lot of things that they weren't really used to, and the impact on mental health, including financial strain, the impact on mental health was severe. And so we've had a lot of clients reaching out, asking for well-being resources, asking for financial resources, asking for what kind of benefits can you offer to address these situations. So I'm guessing that's what led you to writing this blog around the six areas of focus for leaders. So let's start with area number one, self-examination. What's that about? So self-examination is just what it sounds like. It's about examining (laughs) yourself. So Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, how am I showing up? Am I showing up the way that I want to show up? Am I being authentic in my communication? Mm -hmm. Am I being authentic in everything that I do? So it's looking at yourself and being very honest with yourself as well. One area that leaders really need to be honest with themselves about is whether or not their teams can trust them. Does my team trust Mm -hmm. me? If they don't, how can I address that? Because one thing that the pandemic has taught us is that we all need safe spaces. We all need each other as well. And so trust is incredibly important. Yeah. So basically you're saying it starts with you, right? Like you need to figure out, you know, who I am and reflect on kind of what's my intent and then what's my impact that I'm having on my team. And to your point, teams can't be successful without that underlying foundation of trust. So now you've done the self-examination, you've done some reflection on the behaviors you want to strengthen and continue. So then I'm guessing you move to focus area two, which is realignment. Tell me about that. Sure. So when you think about self-examination, what happens is that it might lead you to realize that you need to make some changes. Mm. So part of self-examination is thinking about yourself as a leader. And leaders aren't just people who have the title of manager or supervisor, whatever it is. A leader can be really anybody. And so what we encourage leaders to do is to realign what they're doing, their goals that they have with where they actually want to be. So think about last year this time. Your goals for yourself, your goals for your team were probably very different 
than they are right now. We could never have foreseen what happened in 2020 <laughs> this time last year. So when you look right. back, when you think about your long-term goals, your short-term goals, do they align with the realities of what happened last year? Mm-hmm. If not, it's time to make a change. Um, similarly, you know, realigning your, your self-goals. So how can I be a better leader? Um, one thing that we say is that there's always room for growth. There's always room for getting better. No one is perfect. We understand that. And so when you're thinking about, when you're examining yourself and thinking about being a leader and being about a better leader, one thing you can do is to work with a leadership coach. So, you know, just like elite athletes have coaches, mm-hmm. leaders can have coaches as well. So we do that internally and we definitely encourage it externally as well. We have consultants who work hand in hand with leaders to make sure that they can be realigned to where they want to be if they're not there yet. How can you be your best self as a leader? Yeah, exactly. That realignment is so critical. When I think about, it's not about judging yourself on where am I wrong? It's where do I want to be different, right? How do I want to go from good to great? How do I leverage a coach or a mentor or someone to help me really be honest with myself and figure out what makes the most sense for me to continue to grow and be better, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So how does that lead us to the third focus area of affirmation? What's that about? So affirmation, it's really about seeing people for who they are and acknowledging that. So it's really acknowledgement. So this can be done in big ways. It can be done in small ways. You can say to your team member, hey, I am so glad you are here. I am so glad that you are a part of this team, not because of anything that you do, not because of the work that you do, but just who you are as a person, being seen as for yourself, for your whole self, being allowed to show up as your whole self and knowing that you're valued for that can go so far for so many people. Yeah. And affirming and acknowledging someone is seeing them authentically, as you said, right? And um, I've heard from so many clients that they really struggle to show up as themselves at work. And when they do, sometimes they don't feel seen, right? So the acknowledgement piece of that is so critical to people feeling included as part of the team, right? And, And being part of where you're headed. So how does affirmation then differ from your next focus area of recognition? So affirmation is acknowledging someone's value. And it's it's really about the person, it's about the individual. Mm-hmm. Recognition, celebration, it's really about the work that they're doing. So acknowledging that they've done a great job, celebrating that. Um, that also can be done in big and small ways. You can absolutely, you know, have a big party or something like that. In COVID times, it's a little different, but you can absolutely have a big party. You can absolutely say, you know, I'm going to send an email to the entire team or put a message on team, Slack, SharePoint, however you communicate as, a, as an organization to say your team member did a great job. And I just want to share that with everyone and celebrate the work, the great work that they did. Yeah. And when I think about recognition, I think it's important to understand how people like to be recognized. Right. And I've worked with people who are like, oh, please don't acknowledge me in a group. Right. Like, you know, just hearing from you. And I've also heard from people like a simple note of appreciation from someone that they've done a good job or here's what you did that was so impactful. I've spoken with people who have held on to simple notes 
for 20 to 30 years because they meant so much that people noticed and recognized the work that they did. So I think that's really important thinking about that. So when you think about affirmation, recognizing, kind of acknowledging the person for who they are, recognition for, you know, the work that they do and and the impact they're having on the company, how does team building your fifth area of focus play into that? That's a great question. So team building, as we were talking about earlier, you have to trust your team. To trust your team, you have to get to know them. And so Mm -hmm. it might sound like, oh, this, you know, fluffy thing, you know, we're holding hands and singing together. No, it's not really about that. It's about really doing the best work possible because you know each other so well that that's not even part of your thought process. You easily can work together. You support each other. That's huge. You have to support each other because when you feel supported, you absolutely will be the top performer you can be. And so I, I was reading too, that inclusion in a team is often the reason people stay at a company, right? Like eating lunch on a daily basis with someone or, you know, and, and when we think about team building, a lot of times people are like, oh, that's the fluffy stuff. Are we going to, you know, sing Kumbaya and play these games? And, and I think, you know, what you pointed out is building that strong foundational trusting structure where I feel included, I can be part of things really helps me, my morale, and helps my engagement because I feel connected. So let's talk about the sixth focus area, which is growth for yourself, for your team, and for the company. Absolutely. So that is the final but really most important focus area. So when you think back about all that we've discussed, it all ties together and it all leads to inevitably growth. So growing as a person, growing as a leader, growing as a team together as well. So when you work on yourselves, when you work on your team, then inevitably, you will be able to grow as an organization as well. You'll be doing your best work. Your clients will feel that. They will feel that they are working with people who really like each other, who really want to be around each other, and therefore will pass that on to the client as well. Um, So ultimately, that is the goal, to look back, self-reflect, to grow together as a team, to grow as people, and to use that to spur organizational growth, growth in revenue, growth in general. Awesome. So there you have it, the six focus areas that create opportunities to improve employee morale. So we started with self-examination, and then we went to realignment, right? And in that realignment, some reflection. And then we went to affirmation, acknowledging people. And then we talked about recognition and celebration. And then finally, growth for people as individuals, for the team, and for the company. So I would offer to leaders out there listening, what would you add? How do you as a leader make this your focus and your team your focus? So I'm going to thank you for joining us today. Um, It's our belief that the most important thing you can do as a leader is show up authentically and be intentional with your team. So One Digital offers a range of holistic benefits and HR solutions that can be customized to enable leaders to embrace the shifts that businesses are facing during these extraordinary times. As you're working to rebuild your people strategy for 2021 from the ground up, 
You can leverage the intellectual capital of a team of HR professionals who are helping hundreds of other organizations like yours navigate the post-pandemic business environment and protect against future pandemics. Visit us at www.onedigital.com to learn more. Thank you so much, Stacy, for your time today. Thank you. Take care.